bless you. We want to welcome everyone here today. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad you're here. We welcome you this morning. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. One, um, one quick, uh, one quick public service announcement for today. You might want to go out that door if you need to go to the restroom because our kids, our Sunday school will be used in that hallway some. And so to keep uh, you from running into them and them running into you, if you need to go to the restroom, you might want to just go out that door. Uh, if you go out that door, you might take your life in your own hands. Uh, you've been warned. <laughs> I was just joking. Praise God. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4, and verse number 6. Actually, you know what? Let's go back to verse 5, 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commended light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But, I love this, we have this treasure, everybody say treasure, in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power of God, may, that the power may be of God and not of us. I want to preach to you for a few moments today on this, turning your trash into treasure. Turning your trash into treasure. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Um, television seems to be inundated with show after show where the premise of the show is to take something that has little value and to turn it into something that has great value. Or to discover something that others don't seem to find important and take that and in return turn it and sell it for something greater than what the original owner found worth. In fact, one that comes to mind, and if it's something, uh, I hate to use illustration because somebody's going to get offended by it. If you get offended by it, grow up. There's one called Antique Archaeology. And it's just the premise of these two guys that travel the black roads of America and they find places where most people would turn away because there's junk in the yard, but they're attracted to it. And so they, they, they go up and they knock on the door to say, you know, do you have anything here you'd be willing to sell? And so the, most of the time, well, according to the way the TV show says, they never, it's amazing how they're never told no. <laughs> Somewhere I think there's a screening process in that. Anyways... They, uh, they start rummaging through piles of junk. They start pulling back old uh, boards and climbing through dust and pulling back uh, 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 overgrown stuff and finding things. And, and there have been times where they have rummaged through piles and dirt and, and just, just junk and found a, an old rusty bike frame that looked as if no way that bike frame had any value and they'll say well you don't know this bike frame is such and such and it came from such and such and uh, you know we'll give you a we'll give you a couple hundred bucks for it next thing you know they clean it up and they sell it for a thousand dollars 
Or there's times where, where there's shows where there are people will go out into to flea markets or whatever it is. They find stuff of little value and they go home, they do work on it, and they turn it and they sell it to something of great value. I read this story. I thought it was quite unique. Maybe you've heard it before. Um, it was back in 1996. There was a young man. His name was Craig Randall. Maybe you know him. I was joking. He was from Boston. 23-year-old waste management guy. That's a fancy way for saying he was a trash collector. And he was doing his normal routine and looked down on the ground. And like had happened a lot of times, uh, there was an old discarded Wendy's cup. And it was during the time that they were running one of their promotions like McDonald's does or Wendy's does where there was prizes to be won on the side of the cup. And he looked down and he noticed that this cup, like some of the other ones he found, didn't have the little prize thing scratched off of it. So he picked it up and figured it was going to be a fry or a burger or a sandwich or sorry you didn't win, try again next time. And when he opened it up to his amazement, it had said you had won $200,000. Now, all of a sudden, all of us who don't like to go through trash, if that was the case, we'd all be looking through trash. Somewhere along the line, somebody had that, didn't see the value in it, didn't bother to check the value in it, and discarded it, and what was somebody else's trash became someone else's great treasure. A young woman by the name of Charlotte Elliott, back in 1835 in England, was visiting some friends in London. And as she was visiting them, she met a man by the name of Pastor Milan. And they started to talk, and he asked the question, Do you believe? Are you a, are you a believer in Jesus? She was offended by the question. She was bothered by the question. She said, I really don't want to discuss this with you today. Somewhere along the line, a few weeks later, they came in contact with one another again. And she apologized for her attitude. And she told him that she'd been searching ever since she was challenged by his question, do you know Jesus? She'd been searching for him, trying to find the answer to that. And in that searching, she sat down and she began to write. And the words that were ringing in her ear as she began to write were the words that the pastor had spoken to her from the very beginning when she got offended. And he said, do you believe in Jesus? And she said, I'd rather not just talk about this. And he made the statement to her, just come as you are. Come as you are. And as she began to go on the search and look for the answer to the situation, she sat down one day at her desk and these words, come as you are, come as you are, come as you are, were echoing in her mind. She sat down and she picked up her pen and she began to write. And this is what she wrote. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. 
Just as I am poor, wretched, and blind, sight, riches, healing of mine, yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. You see, today in my life and in your life, there are a lot of things in my life today that I would consider to be trash. There's things about myself. There's things that I do. There's things that I say. There are actions in my life that to me is trash. To me, I want to get rid of them. To me, I want to throw them away. To me, I hate myself because of these things. Let's just be real, okay? I'm going to be real with you, if you'd be real with yourself. There's things about me I hate. I don't like some things about me. There's some physical things I don't like about me. But greater than that, there's some things in me today that I don't like. And you know what's amazing? Every once in a while, one of those pops up, and I'm reminded who I would be without Jesus. Every once in a while those things creep up in me and I do something, I say something and I act in a way that I'm reminded where I would be without Him. It doesn't matter the fact I've been in church all my life and I've been to two services and I now do what I do and all that stuff that somehow it exempts me. Every once in a while I'll get peeled back in the curtain and realize I need Him more now than I've ever needed Him before. I'm not to the point in my life where I can say, Jesus, Jesus, go ahead. I've got this. I've got all my problems solved. I've got all the junk in my life taken care of. And I've got this. Because every once in a while, that junk creeps up out of me. I don't like it. I do things. And I wish to tell you today, again, I'm going to be real with you. I try to be real every day, but I'm going to be even more real today than I would normally be. I wish I could tell you that when I do those things, it just causes me to fall down and say, oh God, forgive me, forgive me. But i got to be honest with you, I get there, but it's a long journey of I hate myself to get there. I don't like the things I do. I don't like the way I do things. I, I don't like, and I can't tell you how many times I've prayed, God, please, please take this stuff. And yeah, you know what? Let's be honest. There's things in our life we all have our own cross to bear. And I mean to say that what, what is my struggle may not be your struggle. And that's why it's so, we got to be careful. When you get on your little high and can I just pastor for five seconds? You got to be careful when you get on your high horse because what you don't struggle with, someone else struggles with. And you somehow make yourself holy because your struggle is not their struggle. And somehow you think you're spiritual because you are somehow an expert in the area where they're struggling in. But oh baby, if we turned the table and the mirror got turned on you, you're going to realize real quickly there's some stuff in you that they don't struggle with. I got to be honest with you. One of the things that drives me crazy is spiritual egotistical pride. I don't know why this is just getting on me for a second. I got to get it off me. 
people that walk in here with their nose high as if they have not done one problem in the world. When you walk in here like that, you got a problem. Because your pride is just as much of a problem as my sin. In fact, you want to talk book? Your pride is the detest to God. My sin draws him. Woo! You want to hear that, do we? So the bottom line is this. There's things about me I don't like. There's trash. I mean, just trash. Just trash. I don't like about myself. I've tried to change some things, and I've made some progress in some areas. In some areas, I think I've digressed. Here, Jesus. Some areas I've won victory over, and other areas, just can, can you forgive me for saying it this way? They kick me in the hiney every day. And yes, I guess the question would be, you need to pray more and you need to speak in tongues more, but then you pray more and you speak in tongues more. <laughs> Dear Jesus, because you know what I've found? You can pray in tongues until you have an accent. There's just some things that ain't going to change. It's just the way it is, baby. You can pray all you want. You can read the Bible all you want. I've determined if we truly are a earthen vessel. I, 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 I want to do this experiment. I can't find anybody that would let me do it. I want to sit somebody in a room with no windows, no doors, and one metal chair and sit them in there for a week with no outside influence. And I guarantee you in that week they're going to sin. Because sin has nothing to do with my external it's an intent it's in here. The devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do anything. I just, this, forgive me for saying it this way. I, I need to get it off. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I, this, this one knucklehead preacher that's gone all over the country, prophesying to people and singing and selling his music, and people are buying it. He was unfaithful, had a girlfriend, all kinds of stuff he was doing. And when he got caught, I love how people, they get, when they get caught, all of a sudden, you know, oh, Jesus, help me. You're not upset because you got, you're not upset for what you've done. You're upset because you got caught. He wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to his congregation. And in the letter, he made the statement, the devil thought he had me. But I'm telling you right now, I'm coming out of this better than I, like the devil. The devil had nothing to do with that. That was you, baby. That was you. And you know what today? And now I'm feeling it's, 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 it's releasing. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Don't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Whew, thank you, Jesus. Some of you have like, what is that off of? You don't have kids. But you know what? There's junk in me that's, I don't, it's just trash. I've got, tra sometimes I feel trashy. Just trash. But I've realized something. There's value somewhere in me. I've made this statement before and I'll make it again. We make this so beautiful, pious statement. It sounds so just righteous. So good. Oh, Jesus. Without you, 
I'm nothing. I am nothing without you. That's not even biblical. Sounds good. It's not biblical. Why? Because if I'm nothing without him, that means he died for nothing. Now, my value without him is very small. I gave you a perfect one today. I've used a little bit of this before. Forgive me for using it again. This right here is a container that was designed to carry a product. Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sure we have some Dunkin' Donuts fans and some Dunkin' Donuts detractors. But whatever aisle you fall on today to be or not to be in the Dunkin' Donut category, we understand that this cup, without anything in it, doesn't really hold much value. Although, Dunkin' Donuts didn't get these for free. They had to pay for them. But if I went to you today, and I said to you right now, and I, I, I just did this, and I said, okay, you know what? Are you thirsty for some water? Five dollars. You say, uh, no, no, no. But wait a minute. I got a cup here with Dunkin' Donuts on it. Answer, how much is a large cup of coffee? Two fifty. Okay, let's just use that. Large cup of coffee. This is a large container. If I said to you, have some water, here's two fifty. Mike, there's a water fountain right there for free. Why am I giving you two fifty? But wait a minute. I've got a Dunkin' Donuts cup. And they charge two fifty for this. Your argument back to me would be, no, because you don't have the right thing in the cup. So you know what? The bottom line is the cup does have value. But what's more important is what's in the cup that gives it its greatest value. Because if I said to you right now, give me $2.250 for this cup, you wouldn't do it. But if I ask you right now, and this stuff's still warm, who likes black coffee? Black coffee. You like black coffee? All right. Test this to make sure it is what it is. Feels a little warm still. Try that. Make sure it's still a viable option. Coffee? He says, oh, yeah. If I asked him to pay $250 for this, you line up all day, pay $250 for that. Why? Because you believe in the product. But the product without the container is no good. And I've used this before. Forgive me, we use it again. But if I rolled up into Dunkin' Donuts after church and I said, can I get a coffee? They said, sure. Come around the counter. Why? We'll give you some coffee. Hold out your hands. I'm good. Wait a minute. You want coffee? I'm giving you coffee. Yeah, I do want coffee, but I need something to put it in. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you buying? Are you buying the cup or are you buying the product? But I'm buying the product. Yes. Well, I'm giving the product, but no, no, no. I need a container. I got to have a container because I know the product is where the value is, but the product needs a container because a product 
without a container is nothing. It's just spilled all over the floor. But you know what's amazing is? If I came over to your house right now, and some of you, like my wife does it, and I'm sure others do it, there are certain things that are keepsakes, they're treasures, there are some things of value. There's some things of beautiful vases or whatever it is, different things that are decorated. If I came over to your house, I guarantee you, oh, what's where's that? Well, I, you know, I got this from whatever, you know, what Pier One. I picked something out there. I got this. This is beautiful. And I walked up and said, oh, my God, seriously, please don't tell me you have a Dunkin' Donuts cup. Where did you get this cup? You got to tell me, where did you get it? You would look at me like, what is wrong with you? Because most of the time when you're done using it, you throw it away and you get another one. And it's a trash thing to you. But when you get it for 250, it's a treasure. So the determining whether or not it's trash or treasure has nothing to do with the cup itself. What determines trash or treasure is what's in the cup. Ooh, Jesus. Because 250 for water? No, no, no. But 250 for black coffee? Sure, I'll do it every day. In fact, I probably think I'm not a coffee drinker, but that's probably pretty cheap compared to some premium coffee. I mean, like, Starbucks is like, can I get a mocha choco tall and laka nika loco? I don't know. I'm not a Starbuckian. They're like, sure, I'll take you three kids, half your car payment, and six months rent. I've always wanted to be, I, I, I'm shallow, okay? I'm going to admit to you, I'm shallow. Okay, don't judge me, I'm shallow. But there have been times I've been tempted. I haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking about it. I want to just get a, I don't drink coffee. I don't have against it. I don't have any problem with it. It's not a big coffee. Hey, back off. <laughs> I just don't like coffee. In fact, I don't really like any hot drink. It's just me. I'm weird like that. But I've always wanted to be cool. So I'm really considering when I'm really struggling with my coolness. I just want to get a coffee cup from Starbucks, fill it with water, and walk around and just. That's good. Everyone thinks, man, he's a Starbucks guy. He's a Starbucks guy. Where'd you get your uh, your Laka Chaka Waka? It's, like, it's Deer Park, baby. But you know what? I look cool. But you know what's amazing? Oh, I'm just going to flow with it for today. But you know what's amazing? You can go right now to Giant or Safeway, or you can go to Sam's or Costco. You can buy these plastic, these, these styrofoam cups, plain by the truckload you probably get 500 of these from from sam's club for 10 bucks but all of a sudden when you put a name on it if i walked around with a plain cup i'm not cool i just look like a sad loser that got coffee from an office with no name on it But if I got a cup, you just put that little lady on there, that little mermaid thing, whatever it is. <laughs> All of a sudden now, what was no good and had nothing 
and was just like everything else and had no way to distinguish who they were and what it was. When you put the name on the container, now what was like everything else, now, because of the name, has value. Now, because of the name. Can I ask somebody the question? This is not the message. Can I just ask them whose name's on you? You say, well, I don't understand what you're saying. I got to tell you, the Bible, Bible says when we're baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. And the, we therefore take his name to us. So when I am baptized in him, my, his name is stamped on me. Because without that, I'm just one of 7.5 billion. But with that name, watch out, baby. I'm not the same like everybody else. I'm not just another styrofoam cup that's in the pile with everybody else's styrofoam cup. But I've got a name that's above every name stamped in my heart. But you know what? Without the product, there is no value to it. There's just trash. Yeah, there's value to it, and there's people that take it, and you can get it. And there's, it's got some value, a couple cents, but really, it's got no true value. Why? Because what's in you matters. What's in you matters. And can I be as bold? And I'm about to bust somebody's bubble today, and don't run to the bishop and tattletale on me. Because if not, you and I are going to have a conversation. Can I say this? Ooh, I'm about to get myself in trouble. Can I say it? I don't care what you look like on the outside if you don't got the right thing on the inside. Don't walk around here trying to pretend you're a Dunkin' Donuts cup, but you got junk in you, baby. Because bottom line... I take the label off, but put the Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I'll still sell it to you for two fifty. You'll buy it. Are you trying to say that outwards not I no no no, we're not going down that road today. All I'm telling you is you get caught up on some stuff that really don't matter in the big scheme of things because you're worried about the wrong thing. The God spoke to me the other day. I feel it messing with people right now. I can I got a call coming. My 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 iPad's about to light up. What are you People are telling me, I, no, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. We have majored on the minors and minored on the majors. Oh, I feel it coming on me. I'm about to, I'm just got to get out there for a second. We've taken things that really are the important. Sure, they are to a degree, but we've made them major things. But we want to walk out of here with junk in our spirit and hide it. And Jesus, you know what? Since you don't believe me, just go see what Jesus had to say about it. He said, you're worried about what it looks on the outside. You got junk on the inside. Take care of what's on the inside. Why? Because bottom line, in the end, we're just earthen vessels. You can clean it up, make it look pretty, but in the end, I'm just trash to this world. But when you got something in you... It's a treasure. It's a treasure. It's in me. I don't care 
Oh, God, Jesus, don't make me say it. I don't care if you walked in here with a bikini. You and Jesus have got to figure that out. Because bottom line, in here, what's inside? Is it water or is it coffee? Am I trying to act like something I'm not? Or do I got something in here that matters? And you know what? If I got something in here that matters, Jesus is going to work it out, baby. He's going to work it out. Jesus is going to work it out. Why? Because to somebody else is trash, but to him, I'm a treasure. To me, there's things in me that's trash. There's things in me I don't like. There's junk in me that's trash. But to him, he says, I don't see trash, but I see treasure. Your sin doesn't scare God. Your sin doesn't frighten God. I'm not here today preaching, you can go do what you want. I'm not, that's not in the Bible. But your sin doesn't scare God. In fact, you go back and read the gospel. Jesus was more attracted to the messed up than he was to the ones that had it all together. Because my, my mess ups attracts him. My trash is what draws him. And you know what? It's my trash that keeps pulling him in. And you know what? I can pray. I trust me. I pray. Just every once in a while, I feel like I've made some progress. And here it comes. Lurking. Trash. Junk. I'm not here justifying actions. I'm not here to say you can hide behind the fact, well, Brother Rain said you can do what you want because this is I didn't say that. Don't be a go out and act like a jerk and just say, well, that's just who I am. No, you're not. You're a jerk. You need to grow up. That's not what I'm saying today. I'm just simply saying is that, is that my trash is his treasure. Because you know what? Uh, let's be honest. He could have chosen to do this any way he wanted. But when it came to displaying the greatest product ever introduced on the face of the earth, he found some trashy people. He didn't go to theological schools. He didn't go to the places where everybody had it together. He, fell, he, he followed the smell. What's going on down here? I smell some fish. Oh, my goodness, man. No places. People don't want to go hang down where the fish, fishermen hang out. That's where it stinks. You ever been to the fish market? I know some of you like it. Woo. I know I'm weird. I like that. I told people, do you fish? I said, sure. If you call, you bait the hook, you take the fish off the hook, you do all the work. If that's fishing, I'm in. Let's go. I'll hang the pole out there, but I ain't touching no fish. But Jesus said, mm, I'm going to go where it stinks. He said he found some fishermen. He walked by a tax collector who stunk. Nobody wanted to be with him. 
a tax collector who was a scorn. And they said, mm, you smell like trash. Come follow me. He had a woman that fell down who was a woman with a bad reputation who found, fell down in his feet and began to weep and began to let her tears wash him. And he didn't kick her away say, get away from me. He said, your trash is what's attracting me to you. Huh. Little fellow climbed up in a tree. Everybody walking by him. Nobody cared who he was. But Jesus walked by and said, I feel some trash around here somewhere. Zacchaeus, come on down. You and I, he's going over to the, to the people with the trash. That's what he said. You're hanging out with the trash, Jesus. Why are you hanging out with the trash? Because he said, that's what I want to do to make treasure. So you know what today? I know this in our society. Take this in context. I know what it means in our world today, but I like it. I'm just trashy. I like it. Because it's my trash where he can make treasure. It's my trash in my life that can make treasure. It's the trash in my life that he can do something with because I go time and time and time and time again where he had trash. He had trash in Peter. But you know what? He didn't get mad at Peter for the trash in Peter's life. Here comes the soldiers. How much time do I have left? Ooh, I'm almost there. He comes, the soldiers come to take Jesus away. They show up in the garden and guess what? Little trash comes out of Peter. Dun, 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 Zaro, I'll take care of you, Jesus. Swing. I love the fact how we talk about the story. He cut the ear off of the guy. Let's be honest. He was not a soldier. Peter wasn't a soldier. He didn't really know how to skillfully use that sword. He was going for the guy's head. The guy happened to duck. He didn't go, whooshing, ear. He was hacking away, and that guy went, and boom. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, how dare you? I can defend myself. What is wrong with you? Control yourself. What's your problem, Peter? Jesus said, it's all right. Picked up the ear, put it on. We look at it from the fact of the miracle that was done for the man. But that miracle, if you know the context, that miracle really had nothing to do with the soldier because he could live without an ear. But if he showed back up to the high priest and the high priest knew that he was attacked, Peter was, then pen, was, was able to be penalized by death for attacking that soldier. But when Jesus reached down and picked up that ear and said, let me fix it for you, Peter, what he was saying was, I'll cover your trash because I see treasure. And here we go again after all that. Just a few weeks later, a few days later, there's Peter. I don't know who he is. 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 No, 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 no. And then when Jesus is resurrected and sits down with Peter, he said, Peter, you love me. Feed my sheep. Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Yeah, you got trash, but I see treasure. You know what? Today I see trash a lot of days in me. Oh. I got to be honest with you. I see a lot of trash in me a lot of days. I'm so thankful today. He sees treasure. I see junk. I see filth. I see a liar, a cheater. I see messed up stuff. I see flesh. I see junk. He sees treasure. And when I walk in here today, 
And I lift my hands. I don't lift my hands out of perfection, but I lift my hands out of the fact that he sees treasure. What's that song? I can't remember thinking about it. I'm going to say it the best I can. He saw all the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. So much better. When I look back of all the things he brought me to. I'm able to stand here and say, I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. So much better. Because he saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. Oh, somebody needs to say that today. He saw the best in me. He saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. He saw the best in me. When my mom and my dad and my sister and my brother and my friends and my wife and my husband and my kids, when they saw the worst in me, he saw the best in me. And I stand here today. I stand here today in my rags, but I'm covered in his goodness. I stand here today with junk and with trash, but he sees treasure. And you know what? Probably this week, tonight, I guarantee, I already know it. I I can prophesy without even, I don't need the Holy Ghost to prophesy. Somewhere in this week, there's some trash that's going to come out. It is. But you know what? I'm going to come back next week. I'm going to bring my trash. And you know what problem with trash is? It stinks. Ooh, I preached a couple weeks ago. It stinks. You know what? Your trash stinks. But that smell is what makes the treasure. Ha. Huh. He saw the best in me. I just feel like someone needs it. If you don't hear anything else I've said all day, and you just leave here today, and everything else you don't even remember, you don't even have a clue, just I hope this rings in your ear. He saw the best in me. When everybody else around could only see the worst in me. My trash, his treasure. My trash. You know what, though? The adversary loves to point out the trash. Because he knows if you could ever get past what you see and realize what you've got. Hmm. I've heard stories of this. I can't remember. I think it was. I'm, 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 I'm done, Chris, if you come. I'm, I'm, story happened a while back, and it's always one of those things you're like, man. I wish I, that would have happened to me. Some guy goes to you know garage sale, whatever it is, buys some picture, goes home and starts filling around. And I believe this is the case. I may be wrong on the document. I think it's the case. He got to fill around with the picture, opens up the back, and found an original 
I believe it was the Declaration of Independence on the back of the picture. And what he paid just a few dollars for suddenly became literally priceless. You know what? Some days that happens to me. Not with the Declaration of Independence, unfortunately. I'm talking about there's some days where Jesus says, you know what, let me show you something. And he pulls back a little bit of my life and I'm like, God, you're doing that in me? You're doing that with me? Or how about this, the days that he just pulls back the curtain and I just realize the creator of heaven and earth chose to die for me. I know some of you, that's not a big deal. To me, it's a big deal. And to know that I, if I was the only one, he'd have still died. There's an old song, we sang it years ago at church, the old, old song. It says, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. That as he died on that cross and every part and every agony and you know what? I love that verse. It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me. While I was pulling my trash down a New York street, nobody cared. He died for me. When I was in the muck and the mire of my failures, he died for me. When I just seemed like I couldn't get it right, he died for me. When a seventh grader walked into this room, how many years ago now? Enough, right? <laughs> walked into this room as a seventh grader with his life going to pieces. He died for me. When you are at your lowest, when you're at your worst, I like to say it this way. When he was on the cross, my trash was on his mind. He could have said, you know what? That Joe Wright guy, he ain't worth this. Hey, can I be honest with you? I'm not saying this to be funny. I'd have thought the same thing. <laughs> what does the Bible say? For a good man... Someone even dare to die? For good man, we'd all, you know, for someone good, we might consider it. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I don't say this to be dramatic. I mean the sincerity. I don't know if I'd have died for me. I got to be honest with you. I don't mean this to be found funny. There's some of you in here today. I'd have considered it. You're good people. Just good people. Some of us made that cross a little harder. Made those stripes a little deeper. Made those nails dig a little farther. So I got some trash. But you know what? How do I change that trash into treasure? It's simple. I just got to get the right product in me. 
And I got to see the value of what's in me, not the value of what I appeal to others. Because really, if it's what we, if it's what we reflect to others that matters, both of these are worth $2.50. In fact, if I ask you to weigh these, they both feel the same. It's not until you open them up and examine what's on the inside do you realize which one has the value. Oh, I can hear some of you now argue with my mind. I can hear you arguing. It's okay. You argue away. Argue away in your religion. I'll just walk away in my relationship. Because the bottom line, what's in you today? And you know what's amazing? God sometimes opens the door, opens the opens it up, and oh, I don't want to see inside. I got to be honest with you. You ever found a cup in your car that's been in there for a while? Look like a scientific science experiment gone bad. Ugh. I feel like every once in a while I get the lid taken off. I'm like, oh, don't show me that. His blood says, let me just wash you. Let me cleanse you. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. Some days I had the product. Other days I fill it up with this kind of stuff. So what I need to do, I got to come in here. Empty out. But not to leave empty. So he can pour himself in. you got things in your life today I'm not here today to condemn you or point them out to say bad bad how dare you do those things but it's why don't you let God have them why because he wants to give you more of himself in return don't just turn it over just so they can say ah well you know we should come in next week and bring our score sheet Compare scores. How many rules did you break this week? Well, I broke four. I broke eight. You win. How many rules? How many did you break? Well, I, I had a bad week. I broke five. How many did you break? You don't even want to know. I lost track. But you know what? When he shows things about me and I, he says, ask, give it to me, he's not giving it to me as a... He said, give it to me. I want to put something in you. But first, you got to get something out. Give me your trash and let me put my treasure in you. Give me your emptiness. He said, you know what? Give me your ashes. And I'll give you beauty. I only want to answer this question. Does anybody have any ashes in your life? Anybody have any remnants of what once was, what did, but the heat of this life has burned it to the ground and now there's nothing left? If you take those ashes and say, here God, I'll give you my ashes. He said, you know what? I'll give you my beauty. I'll give you the garment of praise, or the spirit of praise, the garment of heaviness. For your mourning, I'll give you joy. If I listen to the devil, listen to that voice in my head, 
He wants to point all the reasons why I got trash. Trash, trash, trash. You're just trash. You got trash, trash, trash. Jesus sees treasure. I feel the Holy Ghost in here so strongly today. I come against every lie of the adversary. I come against it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind every word from the accuser of the brethren. I bind every lie from the pit of hell. I bind every lie of worthlessness. I bind every lie that says I'm no good. Points out my mistakes and tells me how that disqualifies me. I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I loose in this place love. I loose in this place a baptism of love. I loose in this place the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I ask you this today? Is there anybody that has any trash today that you want to give to God and let Him turn it into treasure? I'm not talking about just the people that are here today that need to know God for the first time. I'm talking about some people that come here every week, but you've let yourself be defined by the trash. And he says, let me define you by what's in you. Is there anybody in here today that wants God to take some trash in your life and turn it into treasure? Is there anybody here today? I'm going to I'm I'm challenge anybody if that's it. Bring your trash. You can take it trash for you now, but I feel like I don't always do this, but I feel like today, would you get out of your seat, bring your trash down, and lay it down at his feet, and say, God, my trash here. I pray, God, that you would give me some treasure. Here's my trash. Come on, some of you that feel like you can never do anything right. You make mistake after mistake. I'm telling you today, don't worry about the trash. Let him give you treasure. Some of you today can only see the worst. But to know today he sees the best. Maybe those around you can only see the worst. But i got to tell you today, he can only see the best. You can hide it. You can cloak it. You can put it in religious clothing. You can make it to be what it is. But the bottom line is what's in you is what counts. What's in you is what counts. Oh, come on. If you're not going to pray for yourself, would you just come down here and join with us? Come join with us today. You don't have to pray for yourself. Just come and join and just let God do something in your life today. You say, I want to know what He wants to do. It doesn't matter what He wants to do. Just let Him do whatever He wants. Just let Him do it. Just say, here it is, Jesus. I give you my trash. I give you my mistakes. I give you my failures. I give you my shortcomings. I give you my good days. I give you my bad days. I give you my mountains. I give you my valleys. I give you my nights. I give you my days. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. That's it. Come on, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's it. Yes. 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 Oh, Lord, open our eyes today. And let us see what you see. You don't see trash. You see treasure. You don't see mistakes. You see blood. You don't see hate. You see love. That's what you see. Don't let us see what we see. Oh, Jesus.
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 